Locksmith Talk with Aloha is supported by Security Pro Supply. What is Security Pro Supply? Well, it's the new parent brand for HL Flake International Key Supply, HE Mitchell, and McDonald Dash Companies. While these great company names will continue to live on, associating them together under the Security Pro Supply parent brand allows them to communicate a unified mission, which is to help you, the security professional, be successful. We'd also like to thank HL Flake and Security Pro Supply for partnering with Aloha to promote ongoing virtual education via webinars. It's certainly been an eventful year, but thanks to HL Flake, Security Pro Supply, and Aloha, educational opportunities have remained available for security professionals around the world. For more information about these webinars, please visit aloha.org. Speaking of websites, visit Security Pro Supply's website, securityprosupply.com. There you will find links to the exciting company's e-commerce sites. You can also take a moment to explore their growing library of educational resources, including the listing of all webinars being offered through Aloha. Once again, that is securityprosupply.com. Welcome to Locksmith Talk with Aloha. I'm your podcast host, William Link. Today's podcast is entitled Safe Moving and Installation. Wayne Winton shares his thoughts and experiences with safe moving and installation. Our guest, Wayne Winton, is a 36-year-old locksmith and safe technician and the owner-operator of Tri-County Locksmith Service in Glenwood Springs, Colorado where he has specialized in safe opening, safe moving, electronic access, and general locksmith work since 2012. Wayne is also the owner of waynesLockshop.com, a video-based locksmith education website providing at-home education and training programs, and is the founder of Locksmith Nation Facebook group. Good morning, Wayne. How you doing? Good morning. Thank you for having me on. I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? Perfect. Doing great. Doing great. Well, listen, let's get right into it. Safe moving and installation may seem pretty self-explanatory, but just in case, can you briefly discuss what that side of the business entails? Now, I mean, are we talking just dropping off a safe in someone's driveway? Or are we talking about giving someone the white glove treatment from sale to delivery? Well, thank you. Um, I do all of the above. So a customer could order a safe and they just need it picked up at a terminal and they just want it dropped off in their garage or they buy one at a big box store, uh, Cabela's or something like that. Um, and they, they just want it picked up and delivered to their garage or, or their driveway. So that is a service that we offer. We also offer the full luxury safe installation. We put, we put high-end luxury brown safes in cabinetry, in homes, in uh, just about anywhere people want them. So we, we definitely do the, 
the full white glove treatment or we do the basic drop off as well. It's really up to the customer. As long as they're willing to pay for the service, we will adjust the service to whatever their needs are, be it high end crane in where we've, we've craned safes into balconies, mm -hmm. uh, brought them across $100,000 Italian marble floors to just leave it in the driveway. We've done all of the above. Well, tell us about the calls you get for safe moves. Are they mostly commercial, residential? They vary. Uh, I actually, it, it's, it's very even right now. I'm doing a about 50% commercial safe installations and about 50% residential ones as well. And a lot of them come directly from the manufacturers themselves. So Brown Safe, for example, is a very, very high-end luxury safe. They're painted usually with a high-end automotive quality finish. So those kind of safes really take a lot of extra care and preparation, not only for the work area and the home to protect the home and the flooring, but to protect the safe as well. If you could imagine this, these safes are painted almost like a classic automotive car where you know, they use a lot of Bondo and they use a lot of high gloss paint to where if you if you look at that safe wrong, um, the the paint can chip and the Bondo can chip. Whoa. Well, Wayne, do you ever move new safes that someone has purchased elsewhere, such as from an online retailer? And if so, what is your philosophy on that? Because I know a lot of locksmiths take issue to that point. You know, I'm a businessman first, and the there there are large companies that sell safes online, and this is a free country, and they're they're if they if their prices are better than mine, that's fine with me. I'm gonna put what I need to get out of that safe installation into my labor. So, would it be nice to have that you know TL30 Amsec safe sale? along with the installation. Yes, it would, but my profit margins are usually gonna be more aligned with, if they didn't buy the safe from me, there will probably be, I, I will probably bid that job a little bit higher as opposed to if they bought it from me, I will give them a little bit more of a break on that installation for that particular safe. So I will do both. I will, I will install a safe that was purchased elsewhere but it will probably be more expensive to do so just because I have to meet a certain amount of profit margin. Do you get any flack from uh, customers when, when their price is higher, when they provide the safe itself? I usually build that in my quote. If I have a customer that comes to me and they request, I, I will usually ask what their needs are. I'll usually start out by asking, you know, how much they're going to, what the value of the contents of the safe is going to be. I'll mm -hmm. recommend spending about 10% of the value of the contents on the actual container itself. And I'll provide a few different options for them. If they don't choose any of the options that I provide for them and they go a different route, we usually start off with the safe sale first. And that gives me an idea of the size of the safe, the weight of the safe, where the safe is going to go. And then we'll come up with an installation price after that. 
So I usually don't give out a bid that says, here's the safe, here's the safe installation if you buy it from me. And then they go and find it less expensive online and they come back to me and ask me to install it for that same price. I usually don't give them the opportunity to do that in the first place. We'll focus on the sale, close the sale, and then focus on the installation. If you find it takes a lot longer than you anticipated, uh, does that change the price or the quote at all? No, I'm the professional. I should know better. Um, okay. uh, my, my, my philosophy is flat bid. I want a flat bid. I want the customer to know what they're getting. I want to know what they're going to be. I want them to know what they're going to be paying. And I should be able to do a site survey based off of my professional knowledge and give an accurate quote based on the safe. Now, if we get to a location and they change their mind as to where they want it to go, then we can accrue some extra fees. But if the customer stays on track with what they told me with mm -hmm. the exact safe model, make, size, et cetera, the date stays the same and the location stays the same, my price stays the same. If they change any of those factors, the price changes. Good point. Well, since we're talking about safes, let's talk about safety. <laughs> Absolutely. I imagine uh, safety has to be one of the utmost things of importance when it comes to moving a large, heavy object, especially when it comes or it goes up and down a yard or stairs. So what can you tell us about safety precautions that moving an installation requires? You know, I actually teach uh, a class on this as well. I've, I've taught it for Aloha and as a webinar, and we're hoping to teach it in a live format as well. And safety has to be the number one priority. This is the one application where if you're not safe and you're not paying attention, the, the results from that could be drastic, uh, permanently life-altering, if not death. So... I take that extremely seriously. We do not play around at all with safety in any way, shape, or form. We usually have a tailgate safety meeting before the safe move. We get everybody that's going to be involved with the safe move, and we let everybody know if you see something unsafe, if you see a strap that's coming undone, if you see if something just doesn't look right, you need to speak up and it is your right to speak up and it is your job to speak up and make sure that any safety concerns are addressed, handled, and, um, you know, like I said, we, we address them and then we move forward with what we can do based on the situation. So safety is absolutely number one. I will not compromise safety for money. That's the bottom line. What, uh, let me ask you this. How many people do you usually work with in installing a safe? Are there any you do yourself, one person only? Is two common, three, four, 20, 100? What is it? Under most circumstances, uh, I have just myself and my employee, and we can install probably 95% of the safes that we get with just myself and my employee and the equipment that I have. I'm also very heavily invested in equipment. I have three different stair climbers. One of them is almost a $10,000 unit. So I invest in the equipment to make sure we can have a safe, safe move and that we can do it with one or two people. Now, there are a few 
exceptions where I will reach out to another fellow safe mover who's actually over in Denver, who's probably one of the best safe movers and, and rigging technicians in our state. How and far is that from you? About uh, two and a half, three hours. Okay. So we'll usually, we'll usually bring him in if we, if we need to. Um, I recently did one where we installed a 3,500 pound safe downstairs right next to a glass house and mm. glass railing and glass decking took it down two flights of stairs and down a landing and into the basement it was a it was a very very intense move we actually moved three safes on that location it took us four days but mm. yes i i do bring in help when we need to we we assess that into the job and we we build the pricing into that to make sure it's fair for both him and myself. But um, under normal circumstances, it'll be myself and my employee. We'll just shut down for a day or half a day or whatever that that safe move entails, and we'll just get it done. If it is a very small safe, maybe 500 pounds or less, mm -hmm. I can do them by myself. But again, going back to that safety thing, even if I know I can do it, if something goes wrong, there's nobody there to help me. So uh, as we get older, we try and make sure that we have somebody there. Two people is usually the golden rule. You mentioned uh, something that made me think about a site survey. I mean, how often do you just quote over the phone by hearing the information? And how often do you need to actually go to the site to see what it is that's involved? It depends on the buyer. So if I get a quote from, let's say, uh, Brown Safe, I, I do a ton of Brown Safes. I probably do about one every other week for Brown. And th that's just my area. It's a high-end luxury area. We're very close to Aspen, Colorado, and that's my service area. So there's a lot of high-end movie stars, attorneys, and, and just big money clients there. So that's why those safes uh, migrate into that area. And that's why they're attracted to that area. But um, it's just a matter of who's contacting me and what I get through the information over the phone. Now, BrownSafe actually lays everything out through a portal and they already know all the questions to ask. Are there curbs? Is there grass? Are there stairs? What's the hallway like? Is it going to go into cabinetry? They already have all the same questions that I would ask over the phone built into a portal system so that I can see everything that I need to see right through that portal. In those cases, I'll usually just give a quote right through the portal. For most other cases where I don't have that detailed information, I will usually recommend a site survey. I will almost always recommend a site survey mm -hmm. before you go out there and, and just get your feet wet in the job. There's it, it, That's come back to bite me several times mm -hmm. not doing the site survey. So it, mm -hmm. it's usually pretty mandatory unless the company has already gathered that information for me. We want to take a moment to thank Security Pro Supply again for supporting Locksmith Talk with Aloha. Security Pro Supply is the new parent brand for HL Flake, International Key Supply, HE Mitchell, and McDonald Dash companies. These great companies have been in business for many years and continue to support the industry that they serve. While the existing company names will continue to live on, associating them together under the Security Pro Supply parent brand allows them to communicate a unified mission, which is to help you, the security professional, be successful. One of the main ways they live up to this mission is by offering an incredibly broad selection 
One call to any of the Security Pro supply companies gives you access to over 45,000 items that are in stock and ready to ship to you. This selection covers both mechanical and electronic hardware, as well as a huge selection of OEM and aftermarket automotive keys and remotes. Even better, Security Pro supply companies have a wide footprint with five convenient locations across the U.S. Houston, Texas, New York, New York, Memphis, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Florida, and Portland, Oregon. Security Pro Supply, one of the supplier that is truly offering a full line of security products to the security professional. Visit them at securityprosupply.com. There you will find links to the existing company's e-commerce sites. You can also take a moment to explore their growing library of educational resources, including the listing of all webinars being offered through ALOA. Once again, that is securityprosupply.com. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of locksmiths with their ears popping up right now saying, hey, I think I might be able to get into this. So for anyone interested in getting into this line of work, would you say it's lucrative or worthwhile? Yes. Uh, my minimum safe move to pick up, to just pick up a safe at a location from a big box store, let's say tractor supply or something like that, and bring it to somebody's driveway or garage pavement to pavement is going to be about $250. Now that usually takes less than an hour of my time to pick it up and drop it off. So if you figure you're making about 250 bucks an hour, including your drive time, that's pretty good money. For some of the higher end installations, anytime we touch a brown safe or something that's high end or TL rated in any way, shape or form or something with a really nice paint job or something that we really need to take that extra precaution and detail with, those safe moves are going to start at about $750 and go up from there. As soon as you start adding stairs, grass or gravel driveways or any other obstacles in the way, the price is just going to go up from there. So it is, it, it, it's a... The, the, the best thing that I could say is that not a lot of people do it. Even fewer people do it well as a service. And when you're looking for opportunities for your business, you want to get in, you want to be the best at, you want to be an expert where others are not. You want to be a specialist in that field. Sure. And if you are, you'll make more money doing so. A brain surgeon makes more than a general practitioner. Mm-hmm. Well, what about the profit margin on selling a safe itself? I'm sure it depends on the type of safe, but is that a, a decent uh, profit margin? It can be. Um, once again, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll try and package that deal uh, to try and maximize that sale if we can. The, the internet has just really kind of crushed the, the individual sales market. Sure. Um, you know, no matter what you do, no matter what they see in your showroom floor, no matter what price you quote over the phone, they're going to check your prices online. And the average profit margin is about 30%. Okay. Now, that's, that's just usually not enough for me. I usually like to try and make 50 to 100% profit on whatever we sell, and then have the, um, the installation on top of that but we, we can't win them all. So instead of focusing my time on trying to make that sale at 30%, I'll focus more on being offering a professional installation at the labor rates that I need to make up for that. Sure, well, that makes sense, definitely. 
Now, we talked a little earlier about safety precautions, so let me add this in. What sort of tools or equipment are required to be proficient in this line of work? I'm sure some of those tools are safety-oriented. Maybe you can tell us a few of these things and whatever else you would need specific to this line of work. That's an excellent question. I have some individual safety mechanisms such as I, I, I've pretty much built a customized trailer to be able to haul these safes. And I've put the, I've put extra heavy duty strap and strapping accessories in place. So those big, huge four inch straps that you see on semi-tractor trailers, as you go mm -hmm. up and down the road, I've actually installed those and incorporated those into my transportation units just to make wow. sure that we're safe transporting the, the safe to location. We always make sure that there's a uh, two is one and one is none factor. So we put two straps on every single safe that are double rated. So basically we've got four times the rating of strap to hold that safe in place in the event of an accident or any kind of uh, malfunction on the road to getting the safe from point A to point B. I have, like I said, I invest in three different stair climbers. I have an Escalera Staircat, I have a Ultra Lift, and I have a Step Rider. And the Step Rider's the one that's almost $10,000. Mm -hmm. So between those pieces of equipment, that keeps us, that gives us a wide variety of options to use so that I can get a feel for the weight of the safe, the type of stairs we're going to be on, or the location we're going to be at and which one is gonna work for each of those individual locations. For locksmiths that don't do any type of work like this right now, but are thinking of it, how is your safe actually transported? Is it transported with a, a tarp over it in the weather, or does it have a, a wooden box? Is it a cardboard box? Is it plastic? How do you protect it from the elements? Under normal circumstances, I will leave the safe in the shipping uh, packing that it it comes in. So we'll, we'll usually just have the safe drop shipped at the shop. It's an unmanned shop. So usually the, the semi will just pull in. Mm -hmm. um, the neighbors do have a forklift if, if needed, they could use that or usually they'll just drop it with a lift gate. And then however it's palleted or packaged, we'll usually just wrap it in some shrink wraps, plastic to keep the weather off of it and then bring it to location. Both of my trailers are open style carry in this current condition. I have two trailers. I have one that was uh, basically just a large um, steel deck trailer that I've converted to haul safes because I sometimes we, we have two or three or four safes actually go to one location and we'll need plywood. We'll need to build ramps. We'll need to have a lot of building supplies to get that safe to location. So it's nice to have that big 25, 30 foot trailer to carry everything we need to the job site, including all the equipment, wood and building materials uh, to make sure that that move goes properly. And I also have a nice small little moving trailer called a safe chariot that basically is, is very, very small and compact. And it works off a swivel principle where the, the deck of the trailer actually lays down and you bring mm. the safe in with a pallet jack, and then it uses a winch system to rock it back about 45 degrees, throw the weight over back on the tongue and over the axle, and transport the safe that way. Both are open, but the safes are also protected before we take them out to location. Right, and I would think you would need that in Colorado with the snow and the rain, sleet, hail. I would think you would need that, definitely. 
Yes, snow can definitely make a safe move interesting. Um, it will definitely cost a little bit more, takes a little bit more time and preparation to where we can lay wood and, and aluminum and things down. And we're not protecting the ground. We're actually, we're just making it more pallet jack friendly to where mm-hmm. we can maneuver a pallet jack or roller and pin system to get that safe over the snow that may be packed down or ice or, or whatever we have to get it to the actual location. Is that going to cost the uh, the buyer anything extra if it was bad weather, not predicted, and you have to go to these extra lengths for protection, safety, and uh, uh, you know being able to get that safe there appropriately? It depends. I like to block a lot of my safe moves into day and half day increments. So if I have a day. If I look at my day and I basically take my average for the year, I break my average invoices down into how many invoices were sold um, and how many we did throughout the year, and we average out to about $1,200 a day. So I could easily make $1,200 a day and my employee could easily make $1,200 a day doing our normal service work. So if you're going to bring me out for an entire day, it's going to be about $1,200. If you're going to bring myself and my employee out for an entire day, it's going to be about $2,400. If I judge that the snow and all of the other aspects are going to use an entire day for myself and my employee, then we would adjust those rates. And that's those are the rates that we would quote based off of the time of year and weather conditions. Obviously, if there's a blizzard or something happening and it's really extreme, we'll just call the safe move off and do it another day when it's a lot safer. Okay, good points. You said blizzard. I thought of the Overlook Hotel. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) No safes there, probably. Oh, many safes, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Um, where, Where can someone... Let's say, what can someone do if they want to get their feet wet in this in this in this area, and they want to do some research? Are there any webinars or classes offered on this, or even books on the subject that someone can sort of see if this is what they really want to do? Yes, as I mentioned earlier, I actually teach a webinar. I have several videos in the website that you had mentioned earlier, wayneslockshop.com, which I try and document almost every move that we do, just because everyone's a little bit different and people can kind of see just different little angles and different little details to accomplish the same main principle of the job, which is get safe from point A to point B where the customer wants it, get it there damage-free to the home and damage-free to the people involved and damage-free to the container itself. Sure. So there are classes on that, and I'm actually hosting another one on February 9th. That'll be a Saturday. I'll be hosting my own um, uh, Safe Moving webinar on that day. So if people are interested, it would be an extremely affordable option for them to watch that webinar and at least get an idea whether whether or not that's something they would like to pursue to see what's involved. And they can find out about that at waynesloxshop.com. Is that correct? Yes, sir. There's wayneslockshop.com. I will make a post on there, and I will also make a post on the Facebook group Locksmith Nation as well. Great, great. Uh, What about conventions and trade shows, that type of thing? Will you be possibly teaching uh, for Aloha this uh, summer if it actually takes place? I have all of my classes offered and submitted to the education board. We have been doing webinars um, throughout the year for Aloha. Mm -hmm. 
So if they, if they so choose, I think they're under a lot of pressure because of how things happened last year. I think right. they might be just trying to put together the pieces mm-hmm. from last year as of now, and yes. maybe not trying to branch out and add too many new things and add too many moving parts, but definitely safe tech is coming up in Reno. Hopefully everything is, is on track for that. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything scheduled to teach a live class this year, but I definitely hope to have that integrated and offered for next year. So if there Great. are any live classes, I, I would hope that the education board would approve a moving class. Excellent. What about any books on the subject that you uh, that you might recommend? Unfortunately, I have not really read any books on the subject. When I got started in doing this, I hired another company. I I had received a few requests to install a few safes. So what I did is I hired out another professional safe moving company, and I just requested that we be involved with the move. We, We would just split it up. We'd work on it together, and I would see the equipment that was being used. I got real world on the job training through my own jobs where I hired a subcontractor to come out and then took the bits and pieces that I liked from their operation, added a few things that were my own ideas and now have my own operation. Great. Wayne, if you wouldn't mind sharing, can you tell us a bit about your approach to quoting or bidding on safe moves and installation? Yeah, the the spectrum is a little bit like I had mentioned earlier, bare minimum. I'm not going to touch a safe at all for less than $250. That's all there is to it. That's going to be my bare bones minimum. Pick it up from the big box store, put it on the trailer, take it to location within about 10 miles of the service area. That's going to be your basic installation. I have several different ways to start uh, charging. If we're going to be doing a long distance installation, that is the beauty of this is that there's probably only a handful of people in the state that are actually qualified to install vault doors or, or large safes with complicated mm-hmm. moves. So I have a three, $3.75 charge per mile if we're going to go travel wise. So I've got a travel built into it. I charge $3 and 75 cents a mile one way. If we're going to do a long distance travel, or as I mentioned, I break it down into who do I need and how long is it going to be day or half day rates. Mm -hmm. So if my employee and myself are going to be needed for half a day, that's going to be about a $1,200 install. Mm. If we're going to be needed for an entire day, it's going to be about a $2,400 install. If I need to bring somebody from Denver, it's probably going to be a three or $4,000 install. What's your, what's your, so far, what's your longest installation? How many days? Four days. That, that big, huge one. I actually have that all documented and that's actually in my safe moving class was, was that crazy, crazy move. Um, it was, it was four days of pure moving, (laughs) (laughs) moving in preparation. We were, we were gaining inches and celebrating to gain those inches. It was, it was very, very hard fought battle. We, we had, I literally have my 17,000 pound winch from my truck, helping the stair climber help this safe down the stairs mm-hmm. on, on, uh, on the exterior of the building. I mean, we used a lot of stuff that a lot of people really don't have access to. So that's probably one of my biggest, most epic moves was, was that one about four days long. Wow. Let me ask you this. What is your approach to anchoring a safe down? I know there's more than one way to skin a cat. What have you found to be uh, successful? 
The biggest thing that I can tell people is using a removable anchor is going to be your friend. If you use the expanding anchors, the ones where you drill the hole and then pound the pin down into the hole and you put a nut on it and it sucks the pin up and it mm -hmm. kind of expands in the hole, those are permanently installed. And if you ever have to move that safe, it's going to be an, <clears throat> an epic nightmare because you're going to have to lift it vertically up and over the bolts before you can actually start moving it anywhere else. And that causes all kinds of problems. Not to mention after you get it out of the way, you've got four studs sticking into the ground. So I usually really, that was a big mistake that I made at first was just get the easiest, cheapest um, anchors to anchor the safe down. And that kind of turned around to bite me as soon as I, I had to move one of the ones that we had anchored. It, I really figured out that's not the best plan. So usually I will go with a Tapcon or a redhead or something where you drill the hole, you drill a three eighths hole or a half inch hole or whatever size you're drilling with a carbide bit, drill that down into the concrete or into the flooring, and then use the Tapcon to drill it in from the inside of the safe. Now, if we need to move the safe, the Tapcon backs out, no problem. You can use a socket and then you can actually fill the hole with uh, the, some kind of a concrete caulking or some kind of an epoxy, mm -hmm. and you can actually repair the holes that way. Well, do you have any particular safe moves, Wayne, or installations that you're particularly proud of, or especially any that you were scared of? There are some that we were scared of. Let me think here. Tell us, tell us. We want to hear that. <laughs> um, boy, uh, one of the one of the early ones. We got, I got stuck with a 1600 pound Fort Knox safe and I had just really started using the, the stair climbing systems and we were getting to where we could use them really proficiently on straight staircases. And I made a complete error in judgment and thought that that would work the same with a 90 degree staircase. So we got this safe down the first set of stairs and then had to rotate at 90 degrees to hit the second set of stairs. And we ran into a problem that everybody who's done this will figure out. You can't tip you. There's not enough room to tip the safe back to actually get it on the angle or the plane of the angle of the stairs because you'll actually hit the wall and run into the wall with the cart before you reach that point. So it's like if you've ever had a refrigerator or a dryer on a hand truck, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to bring it back, but the safe was so tall that we, and the landing was so small that we couldn't actually do that. So what we ended up having to do was this, this particular location went right out into the garage on the backside of the wall. So I li literally had to cut a safe size or man size hole in the drywall through the garage to actually tip the safe back to get it down the stairs and then hire oh. my friend who's a drywall specialist and, and, you know, patch everything up. And it worked out fine. Uh, but it did require us to think outside the box or we were going to be stuck on that landing forever. So <laughs> that is, that is one memorable, somewhat scary safe installation that I remember we, we, we tried everything to try and get it tipped back. And no matter what we did, it wouldn't work until we got that hole cut out. Yeah. One wow. other one we did, like I said, there was there was one where we actually had to do a safe removal, and the contractor that hired me said that they had imported 
Italian vein matching heated marble floors. And mm-hmm. if we scratched or chipped one tile, we would have to replace the entire floor. And when they put it in 15 years ago, it was about $100,000. So if that doesn't make you mm. think a little bit about <laughs> the consequences of uh, your your actions and lack of preparation, it will definitely get your, your juices flowing there. So we, we used inch and a half plywood. Uh, full sheets of inch and a half plywood to spread the weight out and aluminum plating on top of it and blankets underneath. And we were able to move the safe across the floor safely, bring it out onto the balcony. Um, The crane operator then picked it up and uh, brought it around and landed it down into the, into the driveway there. But that, that was definitely a, a memorable one. The, the main four day one that I was telling you about that one, the reason that it took so long is we actually had two cart, uh, stair climbing cart failures on that move. And myself, I have a, one of these step rider, almost $10,000 moving carts. And the person that I had brought, John Todd from Denver, had one as well. And my cart failed, the motor failed halfway down the stairs. So we've got a 3,500 pound safe, a glass house, a glass railway, and uh, a broken cart on the middle of the stairs. That is a whole lot of bad to have happen on a safe move. So we literally had to get it down the rest of the way. We had to put aluminum plating and and, uh, wood down to literally skid the safe down the rest of the way to where we could set it up, replace the cart, actually replaced the cart, got on the second set of stairs, only to have the second cart break and throw a track, which again left us kind of hosed. We, we, there wasn't a lot we could do with that. So we had to slide it and skid it down the second set of stairs and then just basically roller pin it into place. So we had a lot of mechanical failures on that move. And if we weren't paying attention, something could have definitely gone horribly, horribly wrong. But those are those are probably the top three moves in in my mind wow well at least uh wiley coyote and uh the roadrunner weren't around because they're always dropping safes on them no safety thought there that's right Uh, well let me ask you this do you have any parting words wayne words of wisdom for those considering uh uh offering safe moving and installation into their business offerings i yeah i would say take a class see if it's something that you can adapt into your business. And the number one thing that I, that I tell people is you, you don't use your strength. You don't use your brute strength. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge muscle building type of person. I use my brain. And if you use your brain and you use logic and you use leverage, then you will get the job done irregardless of your size. My employee is actually female. So, um, you know, it's not like we have two giant gorilla men mm-hmm. just throwing these things around. We use strategy, we use leverage, we use planning, and we use detail to make sure that we do it safely and efficiently. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I would really 
encourage as well. When we touched on the point of bolting the safe down, one mm -hmm. of the things that a lot of people don't think about that I actually have to think about a lot in my area is that customers have in-floor radiant heating, which means they run PEX lines full of fluid uh, or glycol lines through the actual concrete. So something that a lot of people don't think about when they go to bolt the safe down is, yes. does this customer have in-floor radiant heating? And that is a question that I actually have uh, on my list. And mm -hmm. if they, if they say yes, then we can't bolt the safe down. We'll have to try and if they really want it bolted down, I've done everything from epoxy, a safe down to the ground, to finding a stud behind the safe and then attaching it to the stud instead of attaching it to the ground. Right. So, so those are some of the biggest things. Um, if you're going to start, just start small, start with moving, you know, haul, start with hauling off uh, some old safes from people. Just offer that out on your out on your social media or as your as your business um, offerings and, and skills, offer to haul some safes off. The reason this is going to help you is because it becomes your safe. It gets you into moving safes. And then it also allows you to start small. You can start hauling off some small B-rate safes or some century safes, things like that. And you don't have to be quite so concerned with damaging the safe itself. If an accident happens, it then becomes your property or you're taking it to the dump anyway. So it really doesn't matter. It's a good idea to start practicing there as opposed to, you know, getting a, a five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar high-end luxury safe and making a mistake on that, costing you a lot of money and time and repair to do so. So those are some of the beginning tips that that I would offer. Perfect. Well, I think you've given a lot of information for our listeners, for those that are thinking about this as a possibility. And again, uh, everyone can just check out wayneslockshop.com for these webinars and information on this field. And Wayne, Winton, thank you very much for uh, working with us today on this podcast. Uh, best of luck to you, and hopefully we'll see you again. Absolutely. Anytime. I'm open for any topic or subject. I really enjoyed it, and thank you for your time, sir. Thank you again to Security Pro Supply for sponsoring Locksmith Talk with Aloha. Security Pro Supply is the new parent brand for HL Flake, International Key Supply, HE Mitchell, and McDonald Dash companies. These existing company names will continue to live on, but by bringing them together under the SPS parent brand, they can communicate a unified mission, which is to help you, the security professional, be successful. Be sure to visit them at securityprosupply.com. There you will find links to the existing company's e-commerce sites. You can also take a moment to explore their growing library of educational resources, including the listing of all webinars being offered through Aloha. Once again, that is securityprosupply.com. Thanks so much for listening to Locksmith Talk with Aloha. As your podcast host, William Link, until next time, stay well.